Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to the podcast. If you don't know, now you know. I'm your host, Mr. Hacker. Please enjoy the show. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to If You Don't Know, Now You Know. My name is Mr. Hacker. Oh, and this is the best podcast you're ever going to listen to. So <laughs> I'm going to welcome this beautiful guest here today, this queen. This She is out there in the community doing the good work. Stevie, good morning. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for coming on the show. If you don't know, now you know. Um, thank you for your time. What? How has your day been, first of all? Day's been good. Started off slow, which is always how I like to start off my days. And feels very spacious, my schedule today. So to me, that is success. So when I can feel spacious in my schedule and in my body, I'm looking forward to a float tank this afternoon just to nourish myself after, um, you know, a day working at the desk. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. So am I. Thank you very much. So I'm going to, uh, I just want you to tell the people out there a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what what's your current situation right now? Hmm, about me. Hmm. I am a mama <laughs> to a beautiful almost two-year-old daughter, Dylan Rose. I'm currently baking a baby in my belly 30 weeks as of yes, two days ago. I What I like to say I do is I pretty much am like a hype woman for hire. <laughs> mm. I run programs. Um, I have a breakup with your bullshit, 12-week online program where I really guide and mentor women um, to help them pretty much unshackle themselves from their shame and their bullshit stories that are holding them back. And we cover six universal pain points that I feel a lot of women come up against. And in my own healing journey, I have come up against myself. So, yeah, this program's really been carved out from my own healing, my own heart. It's my one of my other babies. I also run another program with my beautiful twin sister, Tay Winterstein. It is Fortify Your Vibe. We've got another intake coming up at the end of this month, 24th of August, we launched. And it's a six-week leadership program. So I pretty much do a lot of, like, my main work now is online programs. But I have been running events and workshops, um, looking at doing retreats. Uh, we do a lot of speaking gigs, so I work individually with my own stuff, but a lot of collaboration alongside my twin sister, which I'm just so grateful to be walking this earth alongside her, both mamas on a mission. So many things um, yeah, that are hot on our heart. The main thing is protecting our freedom. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I've just got to give you guys praise as well because uh, – you two mamas out there just carving it out and uh, doing your thing as well. And I'll, and for the people that are listening or watching as well, I will put all your guys' links and everything down in the description or on the page here as well. Uh, first of all, plugs. Where can we find you on Instagram as well? Because if someone just heard something that they like there, I want to direct them to you and I'll throw it up here on the page. Where can they get you? Yeah, so IG is where I hang out and my handle is Stevie, S-T-E-V-I-E underscore N-A-N-D underscore K-C-A-Y. So it is both of our platforms that I run it. Um, and that, yeah, it's solely where I pretty much hang out. I'm, I don't vibe with Facebook at all. So if you want to find me, find me on IG. 
or you can head to our website, stevianpay.com.au. Bang, done deal. Just quick question on the whole Instagram thing. How's your stuff been? Has, have you found that uh, it has been censored at all or anything like that? Because I remember when I had uh, had your lovely sister on the other week, I could not find her Instagram. It was it never shows up until you, I put like the last uh, underscore on it. I'm like everyone else, you type in freaking whatever name and it just shows up straight away. I'm like, because obviously my spelling's really poor. <laughs> when I was spelling things wrong, I was like, how do I keep messing this up? And I'm like, I've spelt it wrong. And I was like, going back and forth, going back. I'm like, oh, no, it just doesn't show up until I put the exact thing in. How, how mm. How's your side of that been? Yeah, we've been censored pretty heavily um, this year, actually. Like, we, we're sort of used to it, but not to this scale. This year's gone next level. So we've been shadow banned a lot, um, censored, posts removed. So, you know, we do what we can um, when we can, but we just still trust that the people out there that need to hear our message will receive it. And we have a bad-ass community who has our back and share our content and raise awareness. And so... You know, the truth will always prevail. The truth will always find a way. And Taylor and I, if you've followed our journey, you know that we are truth seekers. We are lovers. Love, we love to learn. Um, you know, we think knowledge is power, especially when you can apply that knowledge and actually not only mobilize yourself into action, but mobilize other people and, and lead by example and allow that ripple effect to create really positive change. So. Um, yeah, like it's just another thing that we have to navigate and overcome, but it will not, it won't stop us ever. And, you know, if we get deplatformed from Instagram, we'll just find another way to connect with our community. Um, there is always a way. And yeah, like Kay and I are just, we are never ones to give up or be like, oh, let's just pack up shop and be done with this. Like we are just, yeah, we're too far deep. We've met too many people who, you know, inspire us so much. And at the end of the day, what Taylor and I do is not about us. It's about the people, about the children. So, yeah, it literally fuels our fire just to keep going and going. Mm. And, and on that, the community as well. Uh, if you're part of that that strong-ass community that I'm talking about right now that we just discussed, I just want to salute you guys, you guys and you girls as well because I've, you know, it's speaking to Tay and um, we had our podcast and stuff and after we had our talk just the response and the people in that community as well is strong I've had to witness it as well and I was like man they they do not mic around so I just gotta praise all you men and women out there that support uh, the community as well and support each other get this content out there get that message out there as well so um, if you're listening to this right now sending you my love and say thank you very much for uh, for being part of this cause and part of this mission as well so kudos give oh, yourself yeah. a pat on the back give yourself yeah. I want to jump straight into, obviously, the way the world's been looking at the moment. All of these things have been coming up. Uh, It's quite confronting, and a lot of people can get stuck in a a rut and and can be quite heavily because all of this information that we've taken on board, and, and especially when a lot of it's like you start digging and you're like, okay, a lot of this is actually true, and it's been shunked, and you get... And you get a uh, 
a real feel for how the system is at the moment and that that can be quite alarming and it, there's a lot of anger there's emotion and then there's like okay what do i do i can't do anything i can do something let's speak into that mm, yeah i love the question of what do i do especially in these times right when we are literally in information overload and not only are we navigating this like crazy time crazy year that is 2020 we live trying to live our lives we're trying to feed our families we're trying to raise our babies um and there is a lot that is surfacing this year right we all spoke about 2020 vision at the beginning of the year and it's like well the saying is like, be careful what you wish for. But I'm like, be freaking grateful for what you wish for because we have the eyes to see right now. We were born for such a time as this. We are so equipped. But what happens is we can often feel like when we go down the rabbit hole and find more information and find more information, we find ourselves like literally in this like place of like, oh my God, like I have, What's that saying? It's like paralysis by analysis. Like we actually become paralyzed in terms of like, oh my God, I know all this stuff now and I have no idea what to do with it. And it becomes heavy and it becomes draining. And then we just tap out and then we resort to this level of apathy that has gotten us hit in the first place. And so it's kind of this vicious cycle. So for me, when I come, when I ask myself the question, what can I do? It is always address your body first address your vibration first right because right now we're living in a time where fear and the blame game and shame and guilt is like literally being thrown at us 24 7 um and i always say like you can't overcome fear with more fear you cannot shame other people better and so how do we navigate powerfully through this time right in a way that keeps us in our power in integrity and for me you, it's always addressing the body first it's always feeling your feelings first right realigning your vibration and then taking the action from that place because once you do you not only feel so much better but the impact you make is more potent because you are coming from a place of true love, right? It's like we say, oh, choose love, not fear. But does anyone actually know how to do that energetically? Like what process and what steps you need to take in order to be living from a place of love and leading from a place of love um, and not buying into the same toxic culture and cycles and stories of fear who should we fear? What should we blame? Shaming other people, guilting other people. So for me, I am so goddamn grateful to be pregnant this year. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I really questioned if it was the right time for Joel and I to have a baby because we were moving to Bali and all, I think we were even pre-coronavirus. Like, um, and now I sit in deep gratitude after going through my own inner work this year and really... Um, navigating that for myself in terms of like trusting the timing of my life and trusting that this baby is here in my belly for a reason and I truly believe that now because 
my baby is reminding me to come back to my body and address my body first as a priority because my energy affects my baby's energy. What I feel affects my baby. And when you're a mama bear, like, you're going to massive protection mode. And for me, it's just I feel really anchored to, like, okay, I know what I've got to do. When I'm feeling really anxious, when I'm feeling like I've been way too, like, tapped into, like, everything that's been going on and I've been on my phone too much, I I remember to come back to my body first. I remember to feel first and then take the action. So that's, that's always, that's what I do every single day. It's a daily practice that I commit to to make sure that I'm staying grounded, staying hopeful, staying, like, Staying in a place of love and compassion as much as I can be. And that's not to say getting angry or feeling ragey is wrong. No, it's not. It's just understanding, okay, I need to address all of this stuff. I actually need to take responsibility of my emotional health right now and do the most supportive for me things that I can do for me first before I then show up and go and serve and empower and inform. So, yeah, it's always come back to your body first feel first, address your vibration first. Yeah, and I know a lot of people just would have heard that and gone, oh, I've had that happen to me recently because there's all of these things coming out and it's we are so connected that it can actually have an ill effect on us where it's, it's important to disconnect as well. It's like dark and light. You can't have the dark without the light, so vice versa. It's like being connected and having to disconnect from a lot of that stuff at times can be – it's actually beneficial. It's yeah. – you can – go down all of the rabbit holes, rabbit holes, but people know when they're feeling heavy and there's no guilt and shame around, okay, cool, look, I just need a time off my phone, time off my phone. Yeah. I did it the other day. I was like, cool, off my social media, deleted it. I actually lost my phone on Sunday. I, I actually didn't want to find it. I was like, yeah. I lost it. I was like, I'm like, actually, this is okay. This is a sign. Yeah. I don't need it today. Yeah. So yeah. I left it and went and picked it up from the gym on Sunday, on Monday. I was like, this is okay. And a lot of people feel like, okay, cool. If I don't get on now, I don't reshare and all of these things and I'm, but like okay it comes back to you like if you're feeling off or ill and things are heavy because of what information you're absorbing and everything like that there's no wrong in just being okay i need to take some time for myself and all this content is consuming me um and don't feel bad about okay cool if i don't you know get out there and support all the causes and everything like that if you can't show up, you know, and you're not there for yourself, it's no use going up there and share, like, you know, showing up for social media as well. Show up for yourself first, and that way it co it comes out everywhere in your content and whatever you do as well. So that's a I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't get off there. What if I don't show up today? I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, you're you're important. You're the most important thing here. Give to yourself, and then you can give to others. And uh, I want to know, like, what's some? Because I know you guys take a lot of arrows. Just a couple. Just a couple of sneaky arrows here and there. He's, he's heavily under scrutinized in our many areas. And um, what's that like? What's that feeling like? So you sit in there and like you pick up your phone and like you get a message from someone or you like you realize that you're on a current affair or whatever it is or someone's, you know, got allegations against you, et cetera. What is that feeling like, that initial feeling? Explain it to someone. It's so different now because we we dealt with it for so long. <laughs> and actually, really, honestly, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on who it is, where it's come from, and how I'm feeling in terms of like 
if I haven't had enough rest or downtime or me time, I feel more vulnerable and more sensitive to any um, arrows or attacks that come my way. Um, so again, my emotional health is my priority because when I address when I address that and I make sure I'm continually transmuting energy through my body from darkness to light, from fear to love, you start to, you fortify yourself in a way that creates this like bulletproof energy. But in saying that, like I'm human as well, man, like sometimes it fucking stings. Like still, we, like I said, we, it's been, this has been, this isn't anything new to us. This has been years. Um, that we've, you know, spoken some uncomfortable truths, shared our unpopular opinions before before it was popular. Um, but for us, it's always about coming back to our why, remembering that people's experience and perception of us is not our truth nor our responsibility, and also understanding the inner work side of things. Right? I'm so grateful to be. Um, you know, so deeply involved in self-development and inner work and, you know, emotional freedom and self-liberation because when you have that awareness of yourself and you have, you, you, you continually show yourself compassion and grace every day, um, you then can afford that to other people as well. And it's not to say like, you know, I don't get like in my freedom, like, that was a, such an awful thing to say. Of course I do, but I understand when I'm triggered, right? Because this is the thing. It depends on if it triggers me or not. Sometimes things people say, like, don't even touch me. It's like Teflon. Other times, if, it's, if they've really hit a sore spot and they've triggered, they've triggered my inner child from a, from a from childhood trauma or a wound, I know. Like if I get a visceral reaction or if there's some emotion coming through my body, I or I, I know I have to go and address that first and foremost. Once again, addressing your body first. And um, a big thing that I do and Kay Kay do, we do it all the time. Actually, is we 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 reparent our inner child. Um, so that we are constantly making sure that we don't run away with stories, that we aren't safe to be seen in this world, we aren't safe to express ourselves, we aren't safe to stand in our truth, we aren't safe full stop. Because that's a massive universal bullshit story that we all somehow have played into through our own childhood trauma and wounds that are informing this story. But it's always about taking responsibility of like, okay, yep, that fucking stung. I was triggered. Okay, why? And then address the emotion underneath that and transmute that energy through our body so then we can come back to standing in our light and staying in our power. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how people just feel so entitled to shit on you online, like, right? Yeah. And, um, at the end of the day, once I address my emotions, I can actually come back to a place of like gratitude and find the lesson as well. Always finding the lesson is key. Mm. And that's where a lot of people don't understand is like they're going to sit there and throw hate at these people like yourself and others that are standing up saying these things. And they, they're at home thinking, yeah, I've got to win. I'm, I'm up on these people. <laughs> I'm like, 
it's just like you get to see it from a different perspective when you're on the, uh, like for me i just i know empathy now i've been fortunate enough to learn empathy and i can just like oh mm. i just see where that's coming from I'm like oh it's okay you know i'm like it's okay you can see things so clearly and it's uh it's you know we're very fortunate to have those tools um Maybe explain some tools that you could give to someone because a lot of things can get heavy and like someone might speak up and they're not used to that and it might they might have an audience or their parents or the family might be like no you don't you don't say that you don't talk like that that's wrong I'm right this is the way it's always been just shut up and yeah. sit down well what's like some advice around dealing with that adversity because that's the main mm. thing why that's why people don't like talking up and speaking out because of that that exact thing they're going to be uh, shame they're going to be put into this guilt and they're going to be like okay no you're this you're in that alleyway now you're you're so you know called woke you know now you can't no bye see ya mm. yeah i love that you brought this up because <clears throat> i always say it's not fear that holds us back from speaking our truth it is shame and once we understand the shame piece we can actually get to work, right? We can take responsibility of how we let people affect us and not remain in victim mode, right? So one of the processes that I do and that I teach in my program is, I would call it, I guess, like in my inner child process. Because if you notice in the world right now, a lot of our egos are flaring for good reason. Because the job of our ego is to keep us safe, right? And a lot of us are feeling so unsafe. So we're all coming from ego. And that's how you see a lot of like us versus them, attack, attack, shut up. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not woke enough. Whatever it is. Ego, ego, ego. And then the other side of that is, well, the other part of that is our inner child is screaming right now. Anytime you are triggered, it's a clue. Your inner child is not feeling safe. And so I always come back to this process because it really helps me um, navigate through the, the big stuff and the little stuff. Like I do it. I, don't, I wouldn't say I do it daily, but I do it when I need to. So I love this tool because it really helps you, like I said, take your power back and help you reset your nervous system and ground yourself um, and anchor yourself to your truth and love and continue to show up from that place. So the first thing that you need to do is understand your triggers, right? You need to actually identify, okay, what are my triggers? Understand when you get triggered. So I'll give you my my triggers, right? Whenever I feel unsafe to be seen, it is because I either feel like somebody's going to misunderstand me or they're going to reject me um, and in turn make me feel lonely and isolated. So my biggest triggers are the themes are loneliness <clears throat> and feeling misunderstood. And so doing the inner work, understanding the triggers, and there's so many things you can do, like the five whys, for example, to really understand, like, why is this triggering me? What's the root cause of this? All about getting to the root cause. 
once you understand the root cause or the story behind that um, and the trauma that is informing this story, you can then go and address the trauma. And so all that is really is actually understanding how to process the energetic charge and the emotion that is attached to that trauma from childhood. Um, so you can then release that and transmute that through your body. So once you address your trauma, once you transmute that emotion through your body, and that can be anything from, I don't know if you're, a, you know, the, uh, scales, the scale of consciousness, the level of consciousness, right? Yeah. How we've got the lowest frequencies of shame, guilt, fear, and then you go through stages of like anger, grief, apathy, acceptance, joy, um, enlightenment, love. Mm. So when I when I know I'm in shame, right? When I'm being triggered, the shame story is coming up from that childhood trauma. I have to then go and address the shame through my body, and that's either I speak it out loud. I primal scream, I will punch a pillow. Um, some people might like to journal um, or dance, you know, movement is medicine. Um, anyway, I can shift that literally through my body and feel it like vibrating through my cells um, is how I transmute the shame up through the levels of consciousness. Um, and then from that place, once I've cleared my energetic body, I will then go and reparent my inner child. So our inner child always just wants to feel safe, right? So I'll do a havening process or I'll do an I am affirmation and I will literally parent myself the way that I parent my child. And I feel like this is a massive responsibility we all need to just take on right now is to actually be the parent that we needed as a child and show ourselves the love we needed that we didn't necessarily receive as a child. And so I'll do my havening, I'll repeat I am affirmations, I am safe, I am loved, um, you know, I am worthy, I am received, all these things. And the havening technique is something you guys can look into for yourself. It's powerful stuff. Um, Justin Bieber does it. I'm actually watching his YouTube series. I'm like, oh my God, he does havening. I was just doing it then. I was just doing it then. I'm like, (laughs) that feels good. Yes. Um, I will play Hertz music, Hertz frequency music, anything that gets me in that beautiful feminine state of nurturing myself and nourishing myself and making myself feel safe and protected and loved. Um, Because this is the thing we need to really remember that when we're feeling unsafe, how can we be our own safe space? How can we be our own safe container and build that for yourself? So you're not constantly relying on external things outside of you to do that for you. You are literally your own parent. You are literally your own healer. Like you are your own safe space. And so once I've done that and I feel good again, I feel settled, my nervous system feels reset, I will then go and create in whatever way I challenge myself. It can be big or small, very private or public. I will then go and challenge myself to create a new reference point that reaffirms a new story that counteracts that bullshit shame story that wants to flare up and have and take over and have me believing in it and being consumed by it. So I will actively go and create new reference points and pieces of evidence to reaffirm a new story with whatever it's been attached to so I can create a new reality and a new normal for myself. So that's my process sort of in a nutshell. There is so much to it, but I hope that makes sense and is helpful and valuable to somebody. 
Tell you what, they just gave me a hell of a lot of availability today. I'm like, okay, I'm, there's some things, some gold nuggets there that I'm definitely taking away. So thanks for explaining. A little funny story, actually, on the whole triggers thing. I realized I this was like, this happened like two days ago, a trigger of mine. Um, <laughs> and it's so evident I never realized it. I've never, ever gone up to a woman and, and approached her in public and said hello. Like someone I didn't know. Never, like... I've never ever, and <laughs> it, obviously I have a real fear of rejection, but I never realized it um, until a mate like went up and asked someone, and I've seen him do it a couple times, and I was like, bro, how do you do that? And yeah. this is where I had to go through, you know, a similar process to what you're going through, unpacking all that and working through it. And, you know, my little child, and I was like, shit, I got rejected yeah. as, a, as a young teenager, as a young kid. And I was like, yeah. I have never, ever ever ask some like approach the woman and said hey how are you my name's luke what are you doing never yeah and i was like yeah. thinking and like you never done that and i was like it, was, it took me like two days to wind back through things and i was like i've never done that so mm. it's like all those things show up for me and i'm like holy shit <laughs> it's and then I, you, challenge you, I challenge you now to rewrite that I've created a new reference point for yourself. <laughs> I went, that's what the bit that I didn't add was the reference point to create, to recreate that story. Cause I, I was like yeah. thinking about this today. I was like, okay, how do I do this? I was like, I'm going to go get a, you know, get some people that I know and say, Hey, look, I'm going to come up. Can you reject me? But then I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. So I, um, yeah, I've got to recreate that story, but I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this, this is, this is my homework. And just having this conversation yeah. that we were talking about now, I'm like, Oh, that's why I'm like, I took so many gold nuggets from that. I'm like, this is, this is adding to my homework. I got all the answers I need right now. So I need to re find something to, uh, reconfirm that story to myself now. So mm. Yeah, and through the more you do that, the more you get in the practice of doing that through repetition, you literally rewire your subconscious mind, and you you're re um, you're rewriting the story and creating new neurological pathways again to create new thought patterns, new behaviors, and a new normal. Like, so it's so interesting you say like the rejection piece. And you linked it and connected the dots straight to childhood, right? I have a woman who I work with at the moment who is so afraid to speak her truth because the one time she did that in year four, when she told the truth and she thought it was the right thing to do, she was completely ostracized from her group, her friendship group. They kicked her out, they shunned her, um, they dismissed her, and they told, said she was lying. And so she carried that literally with her that story to like adulthood and and it has her literally swallowing her truth and suffocating on it every single day because she's lived in this state of like um her inner child just constantly flares up every time she goes to speak she closes off because again the shame piece comes up and the inner child story is like no no, no don't do that it's not safe it's not safe to speak your truth you'll get rejected it's not safe to go and approach a woman you'll get rejected so catch that and then, like, make some powerful choices with that awareness. Yeah, it was so funny because it was like, like I'm like, yeah, I kind of work through all my little triggers and stuff like that because a lot of mine were around anger and, you know, being pissed off at people. Um, that's yeah. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Like, you know, I squared off on my things and I just had a light bulb moment the other day. I'm like, no. I was like, there's another <laughs> one. Um, but that's just been in the work. They always come up and, uh, yeah, you're always yeah. going to have triggers and things, new things as well. I want to speak into... Like family in this time, because there's so much going on, there's everything's going on. How has family been for you 
Um, what have what has been your biggest takeaway for this whole? Let's just for say the year because um, for me I'm like that. My my whole theory is people are like oh 2020. There's all these memes and stuff saying you know what's gonna happen next and all this shit. I'm like for me 2020 has given me everything I ever needed plus more. This has been one of my best years because it's been my most uncomfortable year yet. How has yours been? It's been it's been a, an emotional roller coaster for me. Being pregnant during this time, if I'm if I'm really honest, um, not having my mum here, not having my twin sister here. You feel, when you are a pregnant mama bear, you do feel very vulnerable. You feel um, sensitive to a lot of things. But it's actually allowed me to level up, right, to really level up in terms of self-care, um, taking responsibility for, like I said, my emotional health and my spiritual health and the health, the health of my household. And the biggest thing that I work on in my house is making sure my 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 baby feels safe in a in a world that wants you to not trust anyone outside of you not trust anything not trust the unfolding of life fear everyone and everything i refuse to pass on that story that is not the world is an unsafe place and so i'm forever making sure that my daughter doesn't carry that burden and so i have to make sure that i'm embodying that for myself, um, making sure that I'm working on my own stories of it's not safe to blah, 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 fill in, fill in the blank. And um, just constantly being present, like reminding myself that life is to be enjoyed too, right? It's like we've gotten so serious this year and for good reason. Like there is so much, there is so much heaviness and so much darkness, but there is also, also so much light so much joy, so much beauty that is that is available to us too if, you, if we choose to tap into that and if we choose to see it. You know, I, I ask my the women that I work with a lot, like, are you actually enjoying your life right now or are you just wishing and waiting for this whole thing to blow over and hurry up and 2020 be done? Like, are you literally robbing yourself? Are you literally letting fear rob yourself of your presence right now um, and actually being with your children? and enjoying your time together. And it doesn't mean that you aren't caring and it doesn't mean, you know, that you aren't a good person because you choose to actually like sit in gratitude and be like, hey, I've actually had a really good day today or this 2020 has been my best year yet. Like, yeah, celebrate that, claim that. Doesn't make mean you um, are an insensitive, uncaring person. It means you're actually not missing the point, right? Um, and I love, Peter Kelly wrote uh, a book she released this year called Stop Missing the Point. She said in one of, um, in her book, in one of the chapters, it said, make sure you aren't protesting more than you are playing, right? And so it's like, we've got to remember the whole point of shifting the collective and, and moving into a new paradigm um, is to raise our vibration and come back to love, play, joy, playfulness is the highest vibration we can be tapping into. And that in itself is contributing to the collective, to the collective healing. 
So, yeah, I'm all about making sure that I'm not missing the point of, like, I get to enjoy this too. Like, I am growing a human in my belly, in my body this year for a reason. And I refuse to believe that the world is turning to shit. Like, my babies didn't come here right now for the world to end. I refuse to believe that. My babies are coming here because they know what's up. They're coming for the new earth, the new way, and I get to help shape that. So it's exciting. Like, we're allowed to be excited too. Mm, bang. Hey, I've got a quick, like, this is a weird, different question. <laughs> When's the last time you and your sister had a fight? <laughs> had a fight. Oh, like, oh, like, a, did, you, did you just have arguments? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't say we fight. No, yeah, but um, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, I would like to be amongst that argument just to see it because I know it would be a very good argument. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, see <laughs> like, how that looks. Yeah, do I have permission to give you feedback? Well, you might want to look at this. Well, the way I experienced it was this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm laughing at. I'm like, they'll be like, I wonder if there's like a conscious uh, argument or if it's like, Okay, we're taking the gloves off, sis. Let's just go for oh. it. <laughs> no, it's um, thankfully and gratefully we have both like expanded and evolved and, and evolved to like a place where we can navigate uncomfortable, hard conversations in a way that isn't toxic or like real low blow. You know, I, I used to be low blow all the time because I was constantly act, reacting from ego, I was constantly re- reacting from my inner child. So when you think about it, when you want to go low blow, when you want to react in the, from that place and you're acting like a child, it's because your inner child is flaring up, right? And you're literally acting like a child right now. So we, because we take responsibility for um, making sure we're checking ourselves, I feel like we are able to like, Taylor and I just speak our truth and we actually understand how to hold that space for each other without taking things personally. And we also, like, really honour and respect each other's process. Like, Kay might need some time and space to do her process, and I might want to address things right here and right now, but we don't force. Like, we're really, I feel like we're really hyper-aware of knowing how to have a conversation in a productive and an effective way and not in a really, like, damaging, toxic, codependent, repeating the cycle. Yeah, yeah. um, Vibe. Yeah. You get to know each other on, on a different level, like connection-wise, and it's uh, I I feel like that would be really good for you guys because is it like I don't know, like this is like you know relationships as they grow for the years. I just feel like you'd be in a good place now where he's like, okay, you know how to yeah. hold, hold each other, and like if something does come up or you things do come, it's important yeah. for you to be with each other, not like part ways, and yeah, and, uh, a lot of like you know a lot of. Oh, brothers and sisters, siblings can uh, can be in that mm-hmm. for years where they yeah. have one argument and they don't yeah. speak for years. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, yeah. that's years or days or months or, that you are yeah. missing with another sibling. And it's, uh, yeah, it's like that's kind of sad that, you know, it's disappointing in a yeah. way that people haven't been educated in that way. And not everyone, yeah. you know, everyone's at different levels. But um, it must be a good feeling to be able to know that, you know, you can have those open conversations. You need that person. You really do need that person where you, yeah. can, where you can go there, you can just be held, you can be open, you don't have to worry about, you know, anything really. You just know that they got you in that way that you can express. Yeah, and you know what it is, bro? Like, 
Taylor and I are very good at making sure we don't run away with bullshit stories about each other. So, like, I'm trying to think of the last time I kind of got annoyed at Tay, and it's always the story that comes up every time that I get pissed off or annoyed at something is <laughs> always the same story. She doesn't care enough. She doesn't care enough about this. I'm always doing everything because she doesn't care enough and it's bullshit. And I know it's a bullshit story. So whenever I get triggered, I'm like, no, Stevie, that's not a true story. Look, and I have to consciously take note of every single time that that has been untrue and, and she has cared because it's simply not true. She fucking cares. But it's just the way that I perceive things and the way and the bullshit story that my ego wants to run away with. And so we're very good at catching ourselves and not running away with the story about each other. And we make sure that we address things. So we don't, um, yeah, make up a meaning about a situation or a conversation or something that happened that just is simply untrue. So we're very quick to like clear the air. But, like, it's also taken us, like, time and practice to get to this point. It's not something that we just, oh, yeah, we're just always so, like, we vibe all the time and, and we're just always on the same page and it's nothing but, like, rainbows and butterflies. No, like, shit comes up all the time for us. But we just know how to navigate through that and pivot quicker, right, because we've been practicing practice more um, how to do it. Also, I really want to do, like, give a shout-out to my parents because there's something I brought up with my mum just the other day, actually. I said, I feel like, especially this time, especially with this whole cancel culture, right? Like, as soon as we don't agree on one thing, we just write that person off. Or we have one argument, like you said, with a sibling, and that's it. Like, I don't speak to them for years. And I really feel like we're in this place now because we were never taught as children how to have uncomfortable conversations in a safe way, right? We were never taught how to actually hold, be a safe space, hold that container so both parties felt heard and acknowledged and seen and respected and valued, despite your opinion, despite your differences of, you know, whatever it is. Um, and for me, I really reflected on, like, how, why is it that Tay and I, like, we're, I'm always willing to step back in the room, right? I'm always willing to lean in instead of just tap out completely. And I realized it was because my parents, whenever something came up in our household, we were always made to sit down as a family and talk about it. And everyone was allowed to speak. And we were all allowed to share our truth honestly um, in a way that felt safe. And I, I really believe that stemmed from um, my culture. My dad's uh, Western Samoan and so in the village, they'd always have meetings or they'd always sit around and stuff and they'd talk about through things. And I just feel like it was a really valuable skill that my parents unknowingly kind of gifted us because now Taylor and I are not afraid to have the uncomfortable conversation. We're not afraid to navigate through that messy awkwardness to get through the other end of like a willingness to understand one another and compassion and a deeper connection because you it's like you've allowed each other to see um, to see each other on a on a on a new level through a new lens, and so I think it's about yeah the whole piece around teaching ourselves now and our children how to have uncomfortable conversations 
in a safe way, in a safe space, so that we can ultimately come to a place of loving beyond agreement. Because not everyone's going to, like, believe the same stuff, right? We're not all going to have the same opinion, the same values, and that's great. Like, that's amazing. That's what the, the beauty of humanity and life. But I think for now, moving forward, we can't just keep coming at it from, like, I'm right, you're wrong, us first them. Like, if you re- like, you realise the way that we have been oppressed for so long is through division, right, divide and conquer. So now we actually have to create a new way of, like, how do we love the agreement right now? How do we make ourselves feel safe in this world and then in turn make other people feel safe and have conversations in a safe way? So, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to my parents for doing that. Yeah. I thought it was a really valuable skill. Shout out, Momsy. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing I like to tell people as well. Like, uh, as adults, not everyone's going to agree with you. And if they don't yeah, agree with cool. you, it doesn't mean that they hate you. You don't have to, like, like this, this cancel culture. It's like, okay, no, no. He likes Redskins. I don't like Redskins. <laughs> that's it. Bye. See ya. Bye. And, like, I'm very fortunate enough to have been around this culture in the construction industry where things were so straight. Things were so straight. And I got thrown in the deep end in this area where in that industry it's like there's no filter on things. There's no love. They don't send it with love. It's like get the fuck up, get your shit, bye. And um, that that is, uh, you know, that's kind of shaped me in today as well. I'm fortunate enough to grow up in those areas because it really got – me to understand that just because like they don't agree or something it doesn't mean they hate me as well and it's like a lot of people are like I, I give people I'm like hey man you know I don't, nah they're like I like that I'm like nah I don't really like that <laughs> they think that I hate them I'm like no I don't hate yeah. them it's gotta be honest you know that honesty is uh and sometimes like people don't realize that they don't like honesty or they they create they let people around them uh be dishonest because they they don't like it, and then that's then that the people around them start people pleasing them and not being honest. I'm like, oh, that's not a good way to be. If no one's being super front up with you, I'm like, I don't know about that. That's a, that's not a good place to be in because you've created an environment where you want everyone to tell you people please you, tell you the thing that you want to hear, um, because you're trying to protect yourself. Yeah, I, I want to. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> what was that one? Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, honesty. Because, yeah, you don't find yourself betraying yourself, right? When you're dishonest, when you people please, when you say things just to make somebody else feel better or appease somebody else, you're betraying yourself. So, and that's too high of a price to pay, mm. in my opinion. No, that's so true. And I, I won't ever steer off my honesty as well. It's, um, it's a it's a high value, and if you have honesty, don't ever don't ever stray from it. It's not a it's not something that's commonly found today. Although it's there, um, it's not it's not a real big thing that people are like super straightly honest. Anyone that's really honest with me, I've even found people that that, that have just been honest with me. They're like, I don't really like you. I'm like, I, for me, I'm kind of attracted to that. I'm like, I kind of know I like that person because I'm like rejection breeds obsession. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at it, I'm like, far. I'm like, they're so honest. <laughs> yeah. I do value honesty. But there's also a way to go about it. You can have some tact too. Like, honesty doesn't mean being an asshole. Like, you can actually be honest in a really beautiful, loving way too. Mm. Uh, that really serves 
um, you know, your relationship from the other person and helps you both grow and evolve in whatever it is. But, mm. Mm. yeah, a lot of us seem to be saying one thing and doing another, which is something that Kay and I we get a real, like, <laughs> being up on it about when it comes to walking your talk and actually being a stand for what it is you say you're a stand for and doing the things behind the scenes when no one's watching and looking and applauding or liking. Um, so just being about it is something that we are super passionate about um, in terms of how you show up in everyday life um, and leadership in general. That's, yeah, like, Oh, I don't even know if we want to go down that rabbit hole. That's something that puts a dent in my bonnet too. That's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to expose you. I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, no, there's no need for that because there is a lot of people out there, you know, they're definitely, you know, I'm, I'm young in this game and I know I've got so many lessons to learn, but that's come up before is where you see people like that and, uh, you know, the the younger version of myself that's still coming up and learning, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to expose that person because they're just talking shit. Um, or they're not about what they're saying. Like, the things aren't lining up. I'm like, you're doing this, but you're not, you're like, you're, you're out of action here. Like, you're just saying all the things, but you're not actually doing anything behind the scenes or, or whatever it yeah. is. And I'm like, ah, you know, that is the truth. But it's not, and this is the thing, it's not your job to yeah. expose that's, the other someone, right? They, um, yeah, if they if they don't humble themselves, life will humble them for them. And also, um, vibes don't lie at the end of the day. Like, right? Energy doesn't lie. And so as long as you're staying consistent and in integrity, um, they will expose themselves at the end of the day. And I really feel like this time right now is exposing a lot of people who – say they're about one thing and actually not. And I truly believe that they will all, any individual or organisation acting out of integrity, um, out of spite, out of alignment, will reveal and ultimately destroy themselves. And um, I feel like only the trustworthy will last this time because we are all waking up at rapid speed and we are all realising um you know, our bullshit radars are becoming quicker and better than ever. And um, it just isn't going to fly anymore, right? So we can't take anything. I feel like a lot of the lessons to learn is not being, not taking things just of face value anymore. Um, actually using your personal discernment when it comes to who and what you support um, and trusting your gut instincts when, some, when it's telling you something's not right here, something's off. I really feel like this year is teaching us how to trust our intuition, trust our gut instincts, and be and really use our personal discernment. Um, yeah. yeah, when it comes to all of those things. Definitely, and it's uh, that's why I'm like, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have some good role models on my car. Just gotta leave that because that's not, yeah, like you said, it's not my job to, uh, you know, bring that to my attention. That that doesn't do me any favors. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to help the people. It's like, what does it, you now? what do I get out of this? Nothing. Like, look, they just derail our own train. Uh, I want to know, what's the biggest adversity you face this year? What's something that you've, that's come up and it's been hard? Mm. Um, the biggest challenge I feel really like, for me, in a, in a really like 
private way is this um, this deep wound of loneliness that I've been feeling, and I've kind of been. I'm I'm really good now because I've kind of got myself through it. So I'm talking from a place of like coming through it already. Um, but I felt deeply lonely this year, and it's like I really had to catch myself with shaming myself for feeling lonely and guilting myself for feeling lonely um, because it's like, you know, we fall into this trap of, well, you shouldn't, it's like you should feel, be grateful. Look at your life. Look at your, you've got a beautiful baby and a marriage and all the things. But if I'm honest, I've had this deep sense of loneliness. So I have, I still haven't quite figured out um, where it has stemmed from. But, yeah, it's just something that I have been, I've sat with a lot this year personally um, behind the scenes in private, doing really private work. But the other thing that I, like, it's just dropped in now, like, what's the biggest adversity? You know what it is? The biggest adversity I face is dealing with my biggest trigger of all time, which is apathy. Like, apathy triggers the fuck out of me. And it's flared up so many times this year because, again, I want to run away with this story that not enough people care not enough people are getting it in enough time. Not enough people are doing enough. Again, this whole bullshit scarcity fear story. And I've had to pull myself up constantly from this, right? And this this trigger comes from a childhood trauma and wound where I feel like people who should have been responsible for me and safeguarded me really kind of... Um, put me in compromising situations and um, betrayed me in a sense. So the story from childhood was because they didn't care enough about my well-being or safety or how that would make me feel, it, it, made, it put me in danger, it made me feel unsafe. So if you think about that on now like the macro scale, it, it's been like flaring up constantly this year. It's like apathy is my biggest trigger when I run away with a story that not enough people are giving enough of the shit and therefore that puts my that makes me feel unsafe and it makes me feel like I'm in danger um, and so it's something I've worked on relentlessly and there's there's another part of this as well because it's my biggest trigger and it's a um, yeah it's, it's stemmed from childhood trauma childhood trauma also breeds addiction and so the way that I overcompensate when I feel in fear and I feel unsafe is I have an addiction to fixing constantly. I've, I've been, I've noticed this pattern in myself for years now where I'm addicted to like fixing, solving the problem, making everything better, being everything for everybody, having all the solutions, right? Because for me, in a way, if I can provide the solutions and I can in some way control the outcome and then that makes me feel safe. And so this addiction that I really had to break up with this year and I have been doing thanks to my beautiful baby inside of me and all the lessons that, you know, two on to unpack right now. But I feel like I'm healing myself from this addiction to fixing and overcompensating to make myself feel safe and valued um, in this world. And, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride and it's something that's constantly coming up for me, especially with so everything going on this year. Um, but I feel like for me that's the bigger adversity to be honest like really unpacking that story um, and dealing with my triggers on a daily basis when it comes to that 
to apathy because, um, yeah, it's deep-rooted and it's something that I've come up against a lot and I really have to catch myself when I want to run away with the story of, oh, everyone, no one's doing it. I was like, hurry up and get it. Hurry up and wake up. Hurry up and do something. Hurry up and care more, like, you know. So, yeah, mm. I just say that. Yeah. In a long run that way. No, that's really good, and it's uh, you just really improvise the tools as well that we used, and you know that we spoke about at the start of the podcast, and you putting them into play then and explain them, you know, bringing them up your own triggers and being able to use them and navigate yeah. through things, and that's such so, so important about having the right information and the right tools as well because we all have our issues, we all have our problems. Um, just some of us are better at being able to navigate through them, um, and get you know and get past it a lot quicker. No, I don't think. It's- being better at it, it's just being you've, you've trained more, like you've practiced it more. There's nothing special about people who are being able to handle this time in a really graceful, grounded way. It's just that they've practiced more um, than somebody who's feeling really unsettled and rattled constantly and, and wobbly and fearful and overwhelmed. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of being committed to, to your practice. Gotta get those reps in, hey? Gotta get those yeah. reps in. <laughs> I, I got the uh, the last couple of questions is, okay, I'm going to give you one wish. You get one wish to change anything in the world, what would it be? Mm. You can only have one. <laughs> All the women always ask for two. <laughs> one wish would be for every single person <sighs> to trust themselves and their gut instincts the way that they trust themselves to breathe unquestioned like trust yourself trust yourself please trust yourself trust your worth trust your capability trust your resourcefulness trust your value just trust yourself Mm, i love that that's it hey just following your instinct and knowing knowing what's right here um, being able yeah. to follow that's so important. Um, I got one more question. What is your hot tip? Let's go. Stevie's hot tip. If you got something like just so, like a piece of life motto or something that you live by, what would your hot tip be? My hot tip. I guess it comes back to what we start, touched on at the beginning would be before you do anything, address your body first. Like how can you be in your body every single day? That would be my hot tip. Get in your body every single day. Mm. Hey, I love it. <laughs> That's super <laughs> simple and super easy. It's a yeah. step, step that most people would uh, just jump over and skip so quickly. It's just, okay, I've got to do all the things. got to get all the things. i got to serve this person, do that for that person. In your body first. How can I be in my body today? What's one thing I can do to be in my body today? Whether it be dancing, whether it be meditation, whether it be journaling, primal screaming, exercising, being in nature, breath work. Like, how can I actually be in my body today? And I really feel like that will support so many people for oh, right now. Darn deal. Oh, well, that's our podcast for today. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up and uh, say thank you very much. I appreciate you. appreciate your time. Uh, for those who are out there listening, hit that subscribe button. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, rate us, um, send in my love. Stevie, thank you very much. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.
having me. Anytime. Bye bye. I'm Mr. Hacker. And if you don't know, now you know that is our show for today. I appreciate your love, your support. Please have a beautiful, lovely day. If you could, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That would be much appreciated. Until then, peace and love, and I'll see you on the next one.